back to the variant pros. I'm the professor and I'm excited to bring you issue 14 covering the Hulk and in our third variant we will be examining the last trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. But first, Avengers Assemble. To my left, the genius, playboy, philanthropist, Iron Man aka Mad D. Yeah, give him that boom boom pow. Next to him we have the bravest, the supposedly the best Avenger, Captain America aka Young G. Don't mess this up. And to my right we have the angriest, the smartest, the strongest Avenger, the Hulk, aka L Charms. Hulk smash. Isn't it weird that you and the Hulk are both green and nobody talks about it? <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, we're going to be covering the Hulk issue number one today, but first I'm going to hit you with my what if question. So guys, what if you had the Hulk's powers? Which one of the Avengers would you fight in a 1v1 duel? I'll start. I would fight, I'm going to go with... Doctor Strange. I feel like that Wong and Abomination fight was kind of like a warm-up, and I would really like to see, like, you know, so far nobody physically has been able to contend with the Hulk, but what about magically, you know, if he had some magic? I think that would be a pretty cool fight to see. All right, I got questions about this question. Is it an exhibition match, or are we like, this is a grudge match, we're trying to kill each other, man? Grudge match to the death. Okay, okay. Right. Maybe there's just one Avenger that you just really don't like, and you just really want to pound his face in. Yeah. You know, maybe you just, I don't know, want to see how high you can toss Black Panther. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so, Matt D? Uh, I would want to see Hulk against Captain America. Is there a particular reason? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you know, supposedly Captain America, you know, thinks he's all, you know, strong and great and honest and innocent. But nah, <laughs> no, nah, I want to get him, you know, fired up, get him smashed and without, you know, the worthy hammer, of course, but see what it's all about. What is being honest and and you have to do with fighting the Hulk? Like, like, hit me up on that one. He's fighting the Hulk, not She-Hulk. He's not taking him to court. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right. But uh, no, just, uh, you know, he's not perfect, I should say, you know. So I want to see him get destroyed. That's all. Nice, nice. Okay. That was also going to be my answer, but I knew that you were going there. So Thank you. Like, Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> Young G? I'm going to go with Iron Man. <laughs> you know, supposedly he has uh, an answer to the Hulk. Like, hey, I guess I'm the Hulk in this situation. Hulkbuster. The Hulkbuster. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I doubt that's going to do anything to me when I control the Hulk. If I'm the Hulk, I'll figure it out. The Hulkbuster will be the Hulk busted. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> L-Charms? Kind of want to say Tony Stank as well. Oh, my God. But Haters. Just, just for, so we don't copy each other, Black Panther. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you, you know how you said, he's like, you want to see how high you can throw Black Panther? Yeah, yeah I kind of want to see if it lands on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I want to fight. Like, I want to throw him up high and see if he lands on his feet. And another question. Vibranium, yeah. can you breathe in space with the... Uh... Oh, that's a good one. You know what? No, you know what? I actually kind of want to see that Vibranium fight. I kind of want to see if uh, what a Vibranium... What happens to Vibranium when it takes a Hulk smash punch? Like The same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Obliterated. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to be covering Hulk number one. I'll pass it off to Elterms for the summary. Part bionic and organic, Bruce Banner has tamed the Hulk and turned him into a mech. Piloted by Bruce Banner's consciousness, the Hulk has been augmented with tech. And for an engine, Bruce Banner has mentally caged the Hulk and uses his rage as fuel. But why make the Hulk even more powerful? And how did Bruce Banner get here? Find out in Hulk number one. All right. So, what do we think about this comic? Damn that cover, man! I love that cover. The, just the not the variant covers, just the the straight up the the original the cover? original cover looks great. It's the it's the best of them by far. Best originals, right? Yeah, like best original. Yeah, I agree with you. This is like the best original cover I've seen. 
this year. Mm. Not only that, but like throughout the whole storyline, the clips, I mean, the artwork is just oh, great yeah. too. Do that page where he's just, you see his back and he's just like covering like what, like almost half the page. That's how yeah. massive the Hulk is. I'm like, that was really good. I agree. That was pretty awesome too. Um, yeah. And not only that, but like the words like him, like pounding, like you see the words getting bigger and bigger. So it's like, it follows through his, you know. You can feel it almost. Exactly. Shoot. Uh, but real quick, back to the cover. Can someone describe it for people who haven't seen it yet? AKA. Young G? No, you. <laughs> Maddie, can you tell us what? Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah. You have a little Bruce Banner, you know, at the bottom, uh, staring at, you know, Incredible Hulk as like huge, of course. And it looks like he's just pounding, you know, the ground. And you have like a red, orange background. And yeah, it's just insane artwork. So kudos to the artist that did this. This has been Mad D explains comic book covers. Boom. <laughs> no, nah, but when I look at it, you know what I see is kind of like um, they, they dropped an atomic bomb and right. the Hulk is the mushroom cloud. That's what I see when I'm looking at That's it. That's what I saw too. Yeah, I thought yeah. you said that last time, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw that too. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, it was just Hulk doing an elbow drop on the world while, you know, everything ends. And Bruce Banner, of course, is just over there staring at everything. He's just doing the hero landing. That's Deadpool, call it. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the hero <laughs> landing. I was going to say the people's elbow into the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's the Hulk, not the rock. That's the thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. There was so many layers to that. There's too many layers to that. <laughs> All right. And hey, what do we think about the story? Story-wise, it has really good potential. Like, I really like the, that it has potential. But as a number one, eh, I felt like it could do better as a number one. Uh, for me, I really like or enjoy the storyline itself. Uh, I do like the fact how Hulk, how they, uh, Doctor Strange, like uh, described it, how he fractured his mind into little pieces, and then basically uh, Bruce Banner uh, rebuilt it into like a Frankenstein type of thing, and was able to you know control Hulk in the end. And by controlling his rage, like he will attack many Hulk inside his conscious in order to um, rampage his uh, powers in the real life. So that was great. I really enjoyed that part. I don't think it's anything new, though. Like, I've always seen the Hulk as that kind of, you know, fractured personality. You see the outside of it, but not the, what's going on the yeah, inside. Yeah, but I just kind so. of assumed that that's what it was like. Like, at Hulk at peak perfection is Bruce Banner controlling the Hulk. I think Worldbreaker Hulk is stronger than that, though. No? Yeah. I don't know. Could be. Maybe. This comic definitely left me with a lot more questions than answers, like what happened in El Paso and just uh, the whole psyche thing. I didn't fully grasp it like I you know, fully grasp it. But um, yeah, I, I kind of understood basically like that, you know, his psyche is fractured and all this. But like I didn't really understand how he managed to get in there. You know, like how is he piloting the Hulk from inside the Hulk while the Hulk is on the outside? It can get confusing, yeah. <laughs> when you say Hulk from the inside and outside, so. It, so, it's physically the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Correct. But it's Bruce Banner controlling the mind and body by putting the mental Hulk in a cage and using that as fuel. And where is Khonshu coming? <laughs> <laughs> See, Khonshu. <laughs> yeah, for me, that did take a while, like the details on this, so... I think Doctor Strange explained it best. He did, yeah, yeah which really helped so much on yeah. this um, storyline. Uh, what do you guys think about the uh, fighting scenes? Oh, those are really good. Dude, when Tony Stark got punched by the Hulk, that was great. Or when he lost his arm? To the Hulk? 
That was great. <laughs> no, I mean, the arm was, it was great. I want to go into detail on that. Um, I guess uh, Tony Stark with the Hulkbuster gave like some kind of nano mites to yeah, create like a cage on his arm. Yeah, like the adamantium nanomites. Yeah, 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 that was great. And then Hulk was like, okay, well, guess what I'm going to do next? Rip off my arm. And so he rips it off and then he basically destroys one of the Hulkbusters out of like, because they Tony Stark brought four into it. So he was able to crush, you know, one of the Hulkbusters, use that Hulkbuster's hand and attach it to his body. That was great. That was insane and awesome. What do you guys think about that? You guys agree with that? Of course. <laughs> yeah, man. Anytime Tony Stark gets speed, I'm happy. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it was good to see that he was in the suit in one of them. Like, he didn't just send out... Four drones? Yeah. He was smart. He would have sent out four drones. Like if he was smart. He would have sent out ten drones. Moral of the story is Tony Stank ain't smart. Yeah, and I like that the whole kind of calls him out on it. He's yeah. like, you think that, you know, you've every time you think that you've built a suit to beat me, like, you can't. You've never beaten me. Like I just built a better suit. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, I just, that's why, you know, the web question was like, who can beat up anybody? I don't think that there's anybody who could stop him, you know? He's gone toe-to-toe with like a couple of people, but, you know, they've ended up in draws at worst and, you know, outright wins at best. Well, he went against Thanos. What uh, happened yeah. there? Dropped the ball. MCU doesn't count. We're talking comic <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, then the end of the comic kind of actually threw me to, for a loop as well. Obviously, this does sort of tie in with the King of Black, like... Yeah, because he, he's, been, he's been mentioned in the comic once already. Or at least there's a, a footnote that points you to the King of Black. So this is definitely within that same same storyline. Maybe that's what happened in El Paso, you know? Like, no, the King of, oh, wait. Isn't uh, Venom in El Paso? Isn't Venom in Texas? Venom number one? Hmm. Isn't that happening Thanks. in Texas too? It was California, but I wasn't sure. Because we live in California. Everything, <laughs> everything here. It's in a possibility. It's a possibility. I'm not going to confirm nor deny. <laughs> If it's Marvel, it happens in either New York or California. That's it. Apparently now Texas is going to be a thing. Let's see. <laughs> Welcome Texas to the MCU. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, it does have like a celestial that Tony piloted, I guess, during the King of Black storyline that he's been working on secretly. And uh, yeah, but apparently Bruce knew about it. And that's what he's going to use to kind of teleport himself out of the dimension, if I understood correctly. Yeah, something like that. I mean, just to describe it, it's like a huge... Um look-alike Iron Man suit, um, just sitting down. kind of reminds me like a uh, artwork. Uh, don't know the artist, but it was like a Galactus, same, similar uh, mm-hmm. uh, artwork where he just sits down and he's, you know, he's attached to all these. I think the um, Lincoln Memorial, but covered wiring. with Iron Man parts. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. put Abraham Lincoln in a an Iron, Iron Man, Man suit. suit. There yeah. you go. And he has this like weird chest portal thing. It kind of reminds me too, like the Sentinels. Oh, like yeah. Like that big Sentinel yeah, uh, crater. Like, yeah, what's his name? The... I forgot. And yeah, I just watched guy. it the other day. <laughs> that <laughs> creates, you know, Sentinels throughout, you know. Sentinel Prime. Okay. I no, don't know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Believe, yeah, something like that. But yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. It also kind of reminds me a little bit about, uh, is it Planet Hulk? Where he leaves Earth or he's the Illuminati puts him on a spaceship and sends him to another planet during Civil War? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Too, is that they, you really know, instead of them sending him off, now he's choosing to go, which I don't know if I love that. But I mean, it does, I guess it makes it so that the heroes can stay heroes and like, you know, they're like, we didn't do anything, mm, you know, he okay. did it to himself. Which kind of brings the question is what, what's going on in the background that the Hulk has decided or Bruce Banner has decided to take the Hulk off of Earth and off of that whole dimension altogether. Especially since in the beginning it says like the Hulk is protecting us from Bruce Banner, but it's like, if he's protecting you from Banner, then why is Banner choosing to leave? Wouldn't Banner just be like, all right, I'm destroying the world. 
It just seems like Banner's protecting the world from the Hulk at this point. Or, or, counterpoint, he's going to destroy the multiverse. Just the Hulk himself, instead of just, you know, why destroy one universe when you can destroy all of them at once? He's about to go punch the uh, the Watcher. <laughs> <laughs> See what a Watcher, how the Watcher takes one of those Hulk punches. He's going to have to reassemble the team. <laughs> all right, is there anything about this comic that we did not like? I think we've kind of touched on the stuff that I didn't like. The The fact that they keep mentioning El Paso and they don't really tell you what happened was something that I found kind of annoying. Or at least give me like a hint of what happened. I'm assuming the cover is a hint of what happened. Uh, and Or maybe, you know, something in The Immortal Hulk, which ended, I want to say, maybe like two months ago or a month ago. This is a legacy issue, so maybe. Yeah, so maybe there's something tied in there. But I didn't that, see the usual footnote that said, like, look here to that, know. That's kind of why I was like, yeah, I didn't see that either. So I, I don't know if it's in the last one. As a jumping on point to the Hulk, I say it's exciting enough. But that I just have the thing where it's like you said it best. You know, I had more questions than I got answers, and which is good. But at this time, some of those questions I really wanted to answer. Like, you know, what happened in El Paso? Uh, for me, probably didn't like the Bruce Banner character. Like, the way he looked didn't look like. Bruce to me, I don't know. I have that strange. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> look like Mark Ruffalo. Vision. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's just. It just doesn't look like a Bruce Banner to me. Like you uh, want him to look like a Mark Ruffalo, or you don't want him to look like Mark Ruffalo. I don't know. I'm confused right now. I'm just I just confused. don't want him to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of looks like Edward Norton. Somewhat. I guess I could see that. Yeah. If I close my eyes. <laughs> well, that one kidding. we're that that panel we're looking at right now on page yes. Um, <laughs> definitely looks like Edward Norton right there. To me, it looks like a mix of like Cletus Cassidy, Norman Osborn. Like it just looks all over the place. I, I don't really <laughs> like it either. Another thing I didn't like was like how Tony Stark brought all four Hulkbusters and didn't really do much. You know, Hulk kind of destroyed it. They're so. just being accurate. They're just being accurate. That's exactly what would happen. Know. I don't know. is right because nobody could stop the Hulk. There's nobody on Earth. There's nobody in space. Like even Thanos in the comics says that he, the one person he does not want to fight is the Hulk. I guess. Even Juggernaut couldn't stop the Hulk and he literally can't stop. My question is like, how come why the other Avengers didn't come and help? they're smart enough to know. <laughs> Listen, they tell you the Hulk <laughs> is fighting your friends. I just turn around. I just leave, man. I'm just like, hey, man, we were friends. That was, a, you know, he was Start a great guy. <laughs> he was a great guy. I'm going to miss him. <laughs> Look up the life insurance policy. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, that's my two cents. Uh, uh, for me, I mean, I guess what everyone's saying is there's too many questions. I don't know if answers, but that could, I feel like that could be a good thing, too. Yeah. As we're saying, that has potential. You know, to answer them in the next four issues, I believe, right? This five? No. No? This is, this is an ongoing. Oh, I take it back. I guess we'll find out in the next few issues or so, or 20. Let's hope it's not 20. <laughs> All right. So let's go around the room, give our final ratings, and then, you know, we'll move on. Okay, I'll go first. And I'm going to give this book, I'm going to give it a B. I think that, like everybody here said, there's a lot of potential. The action scenes are really good. The whole you know, fractured psyche thing that we get to examine, I think is a really interesting way to, you know, look at the Hulk. I haven't really read that much Hulk comics, but the one that we have read was incredibly disappointing. So hopefully this one can prove to be pretty interesting. Um, like I said, the cover is great. It was a pretty decent length. I thought that, you know, and for once I'm not complaining about commercials. I didn't really see that many ads in this one, or at least I don't remember seeing that many ads in this one. So, you know, if they were there, sorry, I completely ignored them. Altars? <laughs> So usually when I say a comic book has potential and I, I've done this, sh this whole thing before and I usually 
put it in the trash pile because I'm being cautious. For this one, I'm going to put it in the stash pile. I think it has potential and I think it's going in the right direction. I just hope they don't drop the ball. But looking at the creative team, I think we're going to be all right. Donny Cates is really good. He he hasn't let me down yet. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say is we're not getting our questions answered right away, but it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. It's a very interesting story, and I have high hopes for it. All right, Young G. I'm going to give it a 8.5, 8.5. Uh, overall, the story is very enjoyable. It's not bad as for an issue number one. I think it's a pretty decent jumping on point for people who are interested in reading about the Hulk. Uh, there's not too many bad things about it, but I don't know if it's something that I'd probably like read again, like readability uh, wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's there or not, but it's still overall a good comic. So eight and a half. All right, Matt D. To me, when I read this issue number one of Hulk, um, you know, this Hulk is what I see in Hulk. His character, his rage, his um, um, it's the storyline. Um, him raging that's what i want to see when i see you know a hulk comic and it has all that um, fundamentals in this storyline not only that but the artwork artwork is um is superb it's great uh one of the best artwork i've seen um so kudos to the artists again for that and this as my variant bro said you know this has a lot of potential and this first issue it, it it nails it for me you know this is a great um Issue number one, and that being said, I'm going to give it a Kawabunga. Okay, so moving on, we're going to be moving over to our POW for this week. All right, so for my POW this week, I chose Batman the Imposter by DC. Uh, This is on DC's Black Label, so this is not your father's Batman. Unless your father's Batman was Asriel, then kind of is your father's Batman. But uh, the Black Label, of course, is like, you know, let's say PG-13 and up. And so there is a lot of violence in these and uh, they do, it's not as graphic, but you know, you do see blood, you do see some bones break. Uh, It's a very interesting storyline so far. It's kind of like Batman around year one, kind of. And basically what happens is that, you know, he's being framed, of course, it's called the imposter. There's an imposter Batman going around killing people. And of course, everybody's blaming it on Batman. I like it because there's a couple different changes in this universe. I'm not sure I'm totally in love with all of them, but it's something different. You know, um, Alfred has completely abandoned Bruce. Uh, Jim Gordon has been run out of Gotham. So it's, you get to play with new characters basically in this world. So I think that that's, you know, what makes it kind of strong is that there's new people. Of course, there's some old people as well. You know, you get Cobblepot, you get a couple of old villains as well. Zaz is mentioned a couple of times. So it's not completely brand new, but it is different enough that, you know, if you would like it, check it out. Uh, it is a little more expensive than your average run-of-the-mill comic, but it is pretty wordy, twice the size. Uh, I highly recommend it. Hey, you got me hooked. I kind of want to read it, too. Yeah, and at least this time it's colored. You know, so <laughs> you don't have to color it and read the story. So, yeah, uh, Batman the Imposter. Uh, L-Charms, what's your pal for this week? So my pal for this week is Geiger Volume 1, which collects Geiger's issues 1 through 6. In post-apocalyptic Las Vegas, a false king seeks glory by attempting to capture the glowing man, the only person who can walk the wasteland without a radiation suit. But when this task proves to be easier said than done, who is the mysterious glowing man? Find out in Geiger Volume 1. So the reason I'd recommend this comic is if you like that post-apocalyptic wasteland, if you like Fallout, this is definitely something for you. 
and it has a lot of world building in the background. So at the end of each issue, we get to see what this new Las Vegas is is all about and who's in power and who's in control. So definitely pick up Geiger Volume 1. Wow, you got me hooked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll trade some comics later. Uh, Young G, what's your pal for this week? All right, so my pal. pal. Thank you. Uh, it changed, you know. Last week I did Captain America, uh, United States of Captain America, issue number three. This time I'm doing issue number four. Whoa, <laughs> big surprise. I know, right? <laughs> Um, in this one, we find. Is there a sale? Like, you know. <laughs> is there a sale? Oh, the Black Friday sale? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, maybe you buy get, like, two, the get first one free. Two, yeah. yeah, you buy two, you get one free. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why you're doing all of them. All yeah. Okay. But we finally find out, I guess, who the mastermind is in this whole uh, imposter, Captain America, and taking Captain Steve Rogers' shield. Um, I don't want to get too much on who it is and, I guess, why they're doing it, because you got to pick it up. Uh, but we also see another Captain America, as we normally do. And, uh, Ariel and she's she doesn't contribute a lot in that story of getting the shield back but I think she has the best story like her own I don't know what you would want to call it like origin story of how she became Captain America I think she has the best one thus far and I think this one should be uh, a pickup compared to the rest so I give it a 8 out of 10 pick it up you see I didn't see the other <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask you a question I gotta ask you a question so they like become Captain America and like they are a Captain America or is it like they're all Captain America for one issue and then they put the shield away or no I mean I guess they retain being Captain America mm -hmm. uh for the community they're always going to be Captain America and Steve Rogers kind of says like oh you know thank you for helping like lift this flag up you know because it's too much uh just on one person like myself it's good that everyone sees like I guess a Captain America in themselves and mm -hmm. you know is trying to do best for I guess their community and if I pick up number four, do I need to read one through three to get what's going on? If you pick up number four, you're going to have to understand, uh, or you have to pick up one through three okay. for the main story. But for like the origin story of each Captain America, mm -hmm. she has the best one. Okay, so and I can just pick it up and read the origin story? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. I want to make an under the sea joke, but that's beneath me. Didn't. Because <laughs> her name is Ariel, guys. <laughs> All right, Maddy. Okay, so my pal is The Watchdogs Legion, issue number one by Jermaine and Runberg. And this is published by Ubisoft. Am I saying it right? Correct. And yeah, Behemoth. Sure, sure. It's a Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Correct. Thank you. And um, I guess l Charms, uh gave me some knowledge that this is based off a game. So coincidence? I think not. A board game. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for our new uh, Variant Bros gaming channel. <laughs> All right. So uh, Watch Dogs Legion issue number one so it takes place in london and there's a militia and the resistance um present and they're known by both sides um there's one main character or one one of two main characters uh one's a known dj called spyro um and he's like a star in the underground and he does music so he's a, he's literally a dj not sure what his big role is in this so far since it's issue number one hopefully they explain more uh in issue number two and on um, then there's this uh, second main character, um, and she's like one of the two uh, volunteers that helps the departees at a campsite. And um, when they help these departees, you know, with meals, uh, clothing, um, you know, they get a visit from some hooligans known as the Kelly's clan. And um, I think one of the volunteers is a undercover um, report or some type of undercover like resistance basically and she's trying to get more in intel as to why um these refugees are vanishing when these hooligans come in so that's her big part of this and so far so good 
kind of reminds me of the um the rebels or the resistance from rogue um from star wars rogue one so that's where it reminds me of that i get that vibe from so so far so good again this is watchdogs legion number one so pick it up or don't no okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're gonna be moving on to our third variant we're gonna be examining the spider-man no way home trailer I would say beware spoilers, but I mean, there's no spoilers to spoil. So, <laughs> unless we get really lucky and figure out the plot, there are no spoilers in this in this episode. Sometimes uh, we get it yeah, right yeah. <laughs> on the I, money. I said Doc Ock was going to be a friend, right? So technically, you know, he didn't kill Peter. So can I can I count that as a win? I mean, sort of, but they also imprisoned him. I don't know how many friends you've been imprisoned in your basement, but let's not answer that. Okay, <laughs> so what do we think about this trailer? I thought it was an amazing trailer. The only thing I wasn't a big fan of is that we see Spider-Man in that Doctor Strange watch. I don't know what you want to call it. He has like a Rolex, three the, Rolexes. The Yokai watch. The Yokai watch, watch going on. I feel like if he really does have that and he really does use that, I, I kind of don't like how they you know, showed it off already. Um, but everything else in the trailer, I felt like was kind of like enough just to be like, oh, yeah, I want to go watch it even more now, even though they kind of gave away some villains or extra villains, I guess. I think they gave away most of the villain roster, didn't they? Most of them, but yeah, not all. So yeah. let's have a little roll call here. We see the lizard. We see Electro. Mm-hmm. We see Sandman. Mm-hmm. We see Doc Ock. I guess if you want to count him as a villain. Do we yeah, see the yes, Vulture? Yes, we're still counting him as the a villain. Goblin? Green go- Goblin. We green see goblin. The goblin. Green Goblin. That's five. We see another Green Goblin. We do oh, see yeah. a second Green Goblin. Yeah. Unmask, right? He's just wearing a hood, but you hood, just, right. he's shadow. So I have theories about who that is. Oh, so a potential second Goblin. Um, Anybody else? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Well, he's not a bad guy. Uh, like from the What If, Doctor Strange. I don't know, but no, we no. saw him fight <laughs> Spider Man. We, we did see him fighting Spider Man. Listen, if we're counting Doc Ock as a villain, we're counting Doctor Strange as a villain. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a doctor, you're automatically a villain. That's true. You yeah. got all those student loans you got to pay back. Oh yeah, man. The only way to do it is villainy. Mm-hmm. But I think that's all the villains we saw in that trailer. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. We didn't see Vulture or anything? I don't or? think we saw Vulture anywhere. Okay. I didn't we see didn't it. see Venom. No, yeah. I was waiting for Venom. Maybe they might release a third trailer or fourth. I don't I no more trailer. No, that's enough. Okay. That's a surprise in the end. Okay, got it. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But, you know, instead of, you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, maybe we get Venom. Like Venom fighting alongside Spider-Man. No. no. That's speculation. We're, we're getting them. <laughs> no, we, 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 get, we either get them or we riot. I'm saying it here right now. <laughs> We're getting him. Get Listen, him? I'm fine if they don't include Toby. I'm fine with that. But you know, I mean, I agree with you too. But we kind of need him at this point. Do we need him? Like, I don't know. I think Ned can handle it. You know? <laughs> that's another part of this trailer that I thought was pretty cool. Like at first, the first couple ones, you don't really see like Spider-Man has any allies, and now you kind of see like you know his friends. I guess do remember him even after the spell you know, kind of is supposed to make everybody forget. So I don't know if there's going to be like a whole like, come on, please remember me kind of thing. Or if they just remember him because he messed up the spell. But, you know, he does have allies at least. It's that, not looking as bleak as it was before. I think it's more the second one than than the first one. It's yeah. he messed up the spell because he does say that in the first trailer, he's like, oh, but MJ, my girlfriend. And oh, but Ned. So he, I think it's just because he messed up the spell. Hmm. So everyone doesn't know who spider-man is like you think that retained then if ned and mj remember or oh like everybody else like the way he messed up the spell yeah like that actually went into the spell i think so i think it's one of those things where the universe is trying to correct itself like oh if this mj and if this ned which we haven't seen a ned in another another spider-man movie 
know and you don't want anyone to know so we need to move these people into a different universe and that's why all the universes are collapsing you know each other right that's one of my theories does his aunt and happy do they do they still remember him or no that's right he did he did also say he did also mention them during the spell so i'm guessing not or they do i don't know man we'll see when the movie comes out magic's <laughs> a trip man it's... what about mysterio we didn't all right, do you want me to get into the theory? I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory, and I've been sitting on it. Yeah, okay. this is a stretch. It's a, okay. Oh, it's a real stretch. Yeah, Young G knows about it already. But it's Everybody a real stretch. warm up a little bit before you take the stretch. You don't want to pull anything. Oh, yeah, man. I'm going to step out. Bring the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's my real stretch, far-fetched theory that I definitely don't think will happen. But if it does, I'm just putting it out there, so I'm the first one who said it. All right. In the previous Spider-Man movie, Far From Home, Spider-Man gets captured by Mysterio in the building. Just so he can tell them where, I think it was who he is or where he is. Like who else knows? I think that you know Mysterio is not a good guy. Yeah, good guy, right? So he gets trapped in that building, right? And then he somehow escapes, and you know he has this huge fight. But what if he never left the building? What if everything after that point in the movie is still Mysterio controlling that whole area? Ow! I pulled my muscle. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is he's still in a Mysterio simulation. And the reason that we're getting J. Jonah Jameson and Doc Ock and Green Goblin is all just a coincidence. It just so happened that he's making characters or using people in the world that look like the characters from people from the previous movies. I'm telling you, this is a huge stretch. I mean, this is like Olympic gold medalist stretching going on here. Like, Mr. Fantastic could have stretched as much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge stretch. And that's why Doctor Strange is acting so weird. Because he's actually Mysterio. So Mysterio's mm. playing Doctor Strange. So I'm telling you. I think you, I like the idea, like how Mysterio's acting as a, another villain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, you got me in there. But. I, I mean, I don't think this is actually going to happen. I don't think this is the storyline by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm just going to put it out there because if it is, I want to be able to say I said it first. I, I think people would hate it, like how they hated oh, yeah, how totally Twilight hated. Yeah. did it at the oh. end with the vision and the yeah. spoilers to Twilight. <laughs> but i mean how would that explain like in the other like shows or movies multiverse like that's happening like venom for instance um another spoiler uh loki um show you know like another spoiler has nothing to do with it okay it doesn't relate it doesn't okay okay it, especially since i mean venom uh, that does kind of link up to I mean, this is spider-man spider-man movie <laughs> that we're getting in the mcu for a while so i'm okay. just I'm, I'm throwing the far-fetched like the far-fetched bone. And we've seen things not pan out in the MCU so many times. Like, for example, we've seen the leader in The Incredible Hulk didn't pan out. Insert another example here because I can't remember. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we've seen a lot of them not pan out. Okay, okay. All right, very interesting theory. Very interesting. Anybody else got any theories? Clearly, it doesn't matter how far-fetched they are. If you can come up with more far-fetched than that one, yes, go for it. I don't have any theories. I I do want to say again, bring it up. Other times, I believe said it in the last discussion for the Spider-Man trailer that No Way Home, and then the whole Disney not having Spider-Man rights anymore, so he's gonna be left out of. At least that's what I'm assuming. He'll be kind of removed. Maybe he goes along with, uh, I don't know, Venom to Sony's universe and whatnot. Um, that's all I wanted to say. Doc Ock, he has some Iron Man stuff that proves that Iron Man's a bad guy. I don't know what more you want. <laughs> Iron Man has been dead, okay? Like he took that stuff. He took the nanites, I guess. Is like he incorporated them into his arms, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I read a post somewhere a while ago. Somebody was like, "The MCU is too Iron Man reliant." 
and I kind of see that, like, you know, he's been dead for a while. Like, you know, I don't see the need for him to absorb the nanites into his claws. Like, okay, I guess if it, if there's some sort of reason for it, then okay. But like, you know, it's just so he can have like a cool red tint on his Iron Man claws. Uh, or I'm sorry, on his Doc Ock claws. Did he need it though? They were already gold. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I thought they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think he just it. ripped them off of uh, the spider suit though. That's my theory. He oh, like, I like that. He hacks the spider suit to get some of his tech. Yeah, uh, we see Electro show up as well, and for one yeah. instance, he's got like the little mask thing. Mm-hmm. Little, ugh, hated it, but you know, really, I don't, I don't like that mask. I think it's too silly. I, I think they did it right though. Like it could have been worse. Oh, definitely. And, and they, it's not permanent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I think they did it right, and like they still have that callback to that like crazy Electro costume, but still kind of works. Yeah. Um, there's the theories that he's like got an arc reactor in his chest, which I really hope is not true, but. I mean, if that's how they chose to do it, that's how they chose to do it. I really don't think that Electro needs an arc reactor, but... I think that if they gr- they're going to go that route, I think this is going to be the bookend to like the Iron Man influence in the MCU. Like, this is where it ends. Because hmm. Spider-Man's out. Iron Man's out. You still got Rhodey. You still got Riri Williams coming in, though. That's true. No. You do got Riri Williams coming in. And you got Armor Wars. I mean, okay. it's just a TV I take, show. But... I, I take it back. I take it back. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is the most rarest thing ever, guys, on the podcast. He just admitted he was wrong. Play that back a couple more times. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering if, like, because we do see, like, Sandman, Electro, and... Um, Iguana. The lizard. Close. <laughs> you know, like, I guess working together or teaming up. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if for some reason or somehow they will like combine um their powers or merge to some you know big bad guy i'm just throwing out there that's like a theory okay i don't think they're gonna become a megazord or something (laughs) i don't know that's what you're asking (laughs) everyone loves power rangers come on (laughs) the lizard's face the sandman's feet and electro's electricity What is he going to say? Like, electricity! <laughs> hey, uh, Pull out the arc reactor, put it in his, in his hands. For Shark Boy and Lava Girl, so. <laughs> and do you guys think, like, Doc Ock will help out um, Peter Parker, Spider Man? I think so. There's that scene where Electro blasts him out through the building. That's true. Yeah, you see, I was right all along, and Doc Ock is a friend, not a foe. Thank you. I'll take my trophy on the way out. Uh, I, I said the same thing too so I want my trophy as well maybe just playing Spider-Man and then he'll get him in the end like oh you know keep your what uh, enemies closer he doing, he's doing the Kang he's doing the Kang okay yeah I'd rather have that than him be a good guy mm. how dare you yeah like <laughs> well, I like the thing with Venom like I get Venom is like a vigilante and he's kind of a hero in his own universe but I hope he really does go after Peter Parker in uh, this movie I'm not gonna lie I was kind of bummed out how you know doc ock was like helping out or like conversing with peter parker i didn't want that to be honest oh, you know what the time i hated that fight yeah listen but, if you can take out all the words from a movie and just give the fight scenes to mad d that's like the perfect movie for him i would love it <laughs> you would action like, Why are those action pack you just be like oh they're fighting good <laughs> <laughs> no but uh the the whole Doc Ock being a, a good guy is actually from the comics. In, at one point, he switches minds with Peter Parker and becomes a superior Spider-Man, and he does become a good guy after that. It was a really good comic book run, if you guys want to check it out. Well, 
it started off weak, but it got really good after. Because I, I remember reading that one when it first came out, and I was not pleased. But it did get really good afterwards. All right. So now, before we end off things, we all saw the Brazilian trailer, right? Everybody's seen that one. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, it's up. Where, you know, you got the lizard, you got Sandman and Electro jumping out onto, you know, where Peter Parker supposedly is. And you see Peter Parker swinging, and uh, all of a sudden the lizard takes a hit out of nowhere. You guys, do you guys think that that's like confirmed? Andrew, Toby, they're gonna be here, or is it somebody else that they blurred out? Is it Doctor Strange? You know, I think it's Andrew for sure. I hope so at least. But do you think that whole scene is like the climax or the end of the film? Because I feel like it's just one phase, maybe of it. I'd rather have that too than. I thought you were going to go with like the whole like, oh, that's a completely fake scene. Kind of like, you know, how we got with the Hulk in Infinity War mm. when he wasn't even oh. there. But yeah, that, that could be, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's part of like a larger, well, I hope it's part of like a larger kind of thing. Just because, you know, I yeah. really, I, I just feel like it needs to be a little more epic for the end. Right. Well, I think we did get our climax. That epic climax is the, the last scene we see in the trailer where Doctor Strange is saying they're all coming through. So I think that's where yeah. the climax will start. Oh, really? I thought that was more towards like the beginning, more towards like, mm. you know, where he was like, they're all coming through and that's when all the villains show up or like, you know, more people start showing up. No, like I that's think... when Toby and Andrew are like breaking through, you know? No, I think that's when we're going to see some crazy stuff go down. I mean... Like depending... Galactus crazy or like... Like y'all remember it's Who killing... Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to they're gonna bring in the uh, Into the Spider-Verse characters. I hope they do. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I don't know. <laughs> I hope they do now that you, now that you now say that. I mentioned that. that. No, here's, nah. here's my theory for the lizard um, getting hit and like nothing being there. Remember those drones from uh, Far From Home? Oh. Mm-hmm. Accidentally smacked into one. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> Accidentally smacked into a drone. <laughs> he smacked into a drone. He didn't know it was there. You think your reptilian vision could tell you if something was hiding, but I guess not. You know? No, no, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going, I'm taking that Olympic level stretch, that Mr. Fantastic <laughs> stretch. I'm gonna push my theory. Right. Hashtag L Charms theory. There you go, right there. Oh. Who do you think we get first, Toby or Andrew? Toby. We see him first before. I think we see him first. Yeah. I want to say, I want to say Andrew, but it's gonna be Toby. It has to. Be it's gonna everybody. be Toby. Yeah. yeah. It has to. Yeah. I feel like, as much as I don't want this to happen, I feel like Andrew's gonna be like. A background character like when he comes in like we're not he's not gonna get it as, as an epic of an introduction though. like very last minute mm. he's gonna sneak in the back you know? yeah it's just kind of like <laughs> when did you get here uh, a couple scenes it's okay don't worry about if, me if anything i feel like his first scene is gonna be when he saves mary jane from falling down the mm. mary jane from the new yeah mcu or mj from the new mcu yeah it's not uh tom holland's spider-man who catches her it'll be it'll be and i feel like that's gonna be his introduction yeah mm. i don't feel like it's gonna be that good which makes me sad because i think he did a better job i agree but yeah i also was about to ask about you know mary jane falling and stuff like that or not, that's her, her name is like michelle jones yeah about you know when she's falling and stuff like that like who do you guys think is going to catch her but i don't know i feel like it's just going to be tom tom yeah. will catch her and then andrew will be like damn all right. <laughs> <laughs> so you can catch her okay great crying in the background uh, no i feel like it's gonna be um it's gonna be may yeah, it's gonna be May, <laughs> but the, the original May from from the first Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. No, it's gonna be um, Andrew Garfield, but he's gonna be coming up instead of going down. Okay. Because he's like, oh, I made this mistake once before. Yeah, I think that's what the dialogue's gonna be like. Oh, yeah. I've been through it. And... 
But I also think we're going to see more actors or actresses in this movie. Like, I have high hopes that we're going to see uh, Emma Stone. I have high hopes that we're going to see Kirsten Dunst. I have mm. high hopes that we're going to see James Franco. And if we whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what? I think yeah. they should do that. Like, yeah. I want to see uh, the other Venom I don't know about from that. the first one. I really don't think that that's going to yeah. happen. Oh. No, I, yeah. think, I think it can happen. Dude, they brought in... Um, Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. Yeah, they relegated him to some sort of character, like a character caricature of his character, but it's still him. Like if anyone can do it at this point, it's definitely Ooh. them. Yeah, and give us that 70s show. Give us that 70s show. Give me Topher Grace. <laughs> Bring as, him back. As, <laughs> as Venom. Ooh, continue on stretching. Hey, man, I can see it happening. I'm going to watch in a different theater than you because I don't want to hear you be so disappointed. No, movie. you just don't want me to hear you going, ah, I was right. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Listen, if you were right, there's no movie theater in America where I could hide. I wouldn't hear you scream that you were right. No, well, I have high hopes, but then I also started watching some of the other, the older Spider-Man movies and that other goblin we see. I'm like, man, I completely forgot that Amazing Spider-Man had a Green Goblin at one point. Yeah, it was terrible. Mm. It was. And I'm wondering if that's the Green Goblin. The second Goblin we see, I'm wondering if that's yeah. him instead of James Franco. I don't mind having all three Green Goblins. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to see all of them. Three Goblins, three Spider-Man. But I also don't think they're going to introduce any new characters in this movie. Unless maybe they do it in the end credit scene the same way they did it for the Eternals. But like a new character that they'll have last, I don't think they'll do that. Especially since this is like the bookend. I think Imagine if they do like the whole Spider Verse thing, where it's like Spider Man ninety nine, and he's just like, all right, oh, let's do this awesome. one more time. And then Sony gets Spider Man, but MCU gets Spider Man ninety nine. I don't know. Mm -hmm. if, if Sony wants to play, you know, play, they'll they'll lay, they'll let him have Spider Man back, like for another contract. I was gonna ask, like, happening. This is like the third and last one for Tom Holland and Peter Parker. For, oh, now. Yeah, for now, for yeah. now, um, who you think or who would you want to see as the oh. next Spider-Man character? Like who'll pass on the torch into like in the M in the MCU, MCU or in the Sony universe? Mm, that's a hard one. I'm gonna say the Sony universe because the okay, Sony universe Sony. is gonna pop off. That's the first, or maybe not pop off, but that's the next thing that's coming up. I think they're gonna reserve all their spiders, though. I think that they do want to do a Spider Verse thing, so they're gonna probably bring out like you know the Ghost Spider. They're gonna bring out Spider Woman, bring out, you know Silk, and all the other spiders. So I don't think that they're gonna let Marvel have any of the spiders. Wow. Yeah, no, Which I can I, Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Like Sony doesn't want to give them away, and you know a couple of years ago Sony was trying to sell to to Apple. And Apple, with mm. their whole new streaming service, they hit a, you know, they had a hit with Ted Laszlo. So if they end up buying Spy um, Sony and Spider-Man. You could see Miles. You could see Gwen. Mm -hmm. That's why the new Playstations are white. It was just a gimmick to try to get um, Apple. Apple. Apple to buy. Yeah. That's literally it. You heard it here first, folks. With the whole mantle, though, uh, passing it, you know, the torch, I'm hoping they give it to... For whatever reason, they keep Miles Morales' Spider-Man under Disney. Like, they find a way to keep that one. I would love that. And they would get rid of, you know, Tom Holland's, I guess, or put him in the Sony's universe. Because uh, we did see the uncle in Donald Glover, you know, talking about, oh, yeah, my nephew and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe that's the route they're kind of taking. Like, that end credit scene will be Miles Morales. Miles Morales? Yeah. I would love to see oh, that. I, would I think that could be a, a route that they really take. Good. Yeah. yeah, I would love right. to see that. And to add that comment, I think um, Tom Holland even mentioned it himself, like, um basically he wants to see miles morales as the next spider-man if i'm not mistaken in yeah. one of his interviews so kind of excited if it does go great. through with that. that would be great yeah although it kind of feels a little weird because when miles morales takes over peter parker's already like a lot older so it does kind of fall out of that and that's kind of like what i would like to see because i'd hate to see like 
Tom Holland Spider-Man just die at the end of this movie and Miles Morales take over. Mm, okay. Yeah. Safe like I'd, yeah. Hate to, I'd hate to see that one. Like, I don't know if he'll die, but he'll definitely maybe just get transferred like universes. I like, hope that. Know, I hope mm-hmm. that's how they resolve it. Like I if mean, all three yeah. universes, like you know, the Andrewverse, the Spiderverse, and everything get like together, then you know, like when they all spring back up into like their own different universes, like maybe everybody will forget Tom is Spider-Man. Maybe even Tom, like oh, his character, oh, will also yeah. forget that he's Spider-Man. Yeah. And the MCU, but in the Sony version, like he doesn't, and you know, huh. he continues being Spider-Man and Sony. But then in the MCU, like he's a different just, guy arrives. He's just Peter Parker. He's just Peter Parker. All right, all right. I like that. That's a good way to end yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good theory. That is a good way to end it. I just hope they don't give us like the worst ending, like, you know, Spider Man dying or, you know, m- m- getting him replaced, but with no explanation. Like things like that, I'm going to hate. So let's just hope they give us a good ending to Spider Man. He deserves it. He's been a really good character. It's been a really good trilogy. Probably yeah. the best mm-hmm. trilogy in all of these. Oh, yeah. Two. Totally to be agree. Honest, it hasn't had like a down. Like, there's no down. Like, for example, in some of the other trilogies, the second or third movies kind of tanks. Mm-hmm. Iron Man? Yeah. Yeah, but this one, just, a, yeah, definitely no, Iron Man. Definitely, definitely not. Iron Man. Uh-uh. Definitely Iron you, Man. You're telling me that <laughs> Iron Man got better. After I'm just saying special. Iron Man has three. All right. That's uh, all Captain America has three. He had three movies. Captain America no, has three. No, no, Iron no. Man has three. It has no. Iron Man, Iron Man 2. Iron Man, Man, it goes all the way down. It, it, it's, that was literally a downhill. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He started. Sorry. And Thor, uh, he has three as well, and it goes up. Well, actually, no. It, it, like, it, it got, it got, yeah, <laughs> it's like a parabola. I take it back. An inverse, I think. Parabola. Inverse parabola. Yeah. Inverse yeah. parabola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, you like the Dark World more than? I never even seen that movie. <laughs> You've never seen Dark World. I never seen Dark World, and yes, I am hosting a podcast about comic books. <laughs> I mean, I thought you just would have seen it based on, you know. No. No? No. I, I, I've never seen. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. All right, then. That's going to wrap us up for this week, guys. Uh, please check out the Rosarito Community Project. I believe that is still ongoing. Uh, shout out to one of our followers for such a great fundraiser. Um, also, please hit us up on all of our social media. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Variant Bros. Please visit our website at VariantBros.com. Uh, next week, we will be doing Venom number two. And there's going to be a surprise in the works for our third variant. This is your professor. Everything is fine. Eltron smash. Web growth. I remember my first trail.